Who's to say <laughs> that this man at 16 years old was living his life, had all of, you know, had all of this hope and potential in front of him, and he met this particular person, and now it's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and explore, see what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly was going to make him make her his, his his girlfriend, and then obviously if things go well, then now we're talking about marriage and kids and building life. So this was the first building block about being here with this person and testing the waters and seeing what's going on. And lo and behold, oh, sewage outbreak. <laughs> Yo, bad. That shit crazy. On a Thursday? It's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of those things. I'm on it. Um, I'm all over the place. Trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend because the page is growing. TikTok as well. Shouts to the grid. Y'all are growing. We're doing big things there at the grid. Um, solo show again tonight. I like the solo show. It's quiet. There's no chaos. There's nothing going on. But just me running my mouth for two hours. But the silent assassin is here. Yep. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, you got a new car. Mm-hmm. And you send me the picture. Mm-hmm. I'm very jealous. <laughs> the car's nice. I mean, listen, the other car was good, uh-huh. but this one, yeah. this Something one, you else. you you may you may you may attract a lot of a lot of heat <laughs> in that car. And I go a lot of you. How do, how do you feel though? How do you feel in the car? Yeah, I feel good. Feel after my situation, feel safer. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. If you want, you could take it for a ride. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, listen, man, I, 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 I definitely gonna have to take it around the block and yeah. for a little bit because it, it it's nice. It, it is nice. Well, I, my car is nice. When I see a nice new car, I get a little jealous. I do, <laughs> I do. Um, lots to get into today, though. We have Thursday night football that's literally going on as we speak. The Jaguars are up twenty-four to sixteen. Currently heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Saints kind of woke up. Cause they were playing like dog shit. Um, what else we got? We have Anthony Richardson season ending surgery for the Colts. Uh, outstanding rookie. That's a big blow to them. Julio Jones signed with signs with the Eagles. Uh, Saquon Barkley. There's some trade speculation around him. Um, we're gonna talk about that. How good are the Eagles? I really want to talk about the differences between them and some other teams in the NFC. Michael Parsons had something to say about, you know, what happened on Sunday with, with, with the 49ers and the Eagles. Um, definitely want to dive into that. Caleb Williams, there's some reported news. Obviously, this is not confirmed. This is all rumor, but we're going to dive into it. Um Angel Reese, 
she signed with Reebok, so Shaq has gotten his his first uh, signee. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. got traded from the Rockets, so we're going to talk about that in regards to what this means for his future going forward. Joel Embiid, he has a new sneaker deal. Jeff Van Gundy is a consultant. He was hired by a particular team that I just don't like. And no, it's not the Clippers. My irrelevant news of the week. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Oh, I did. We're going to talk about some baseball, too. There's something I'd like to say, but I'm not going to say it yet. Before I get into all that stuff, though. Silent Assassin. It's been Jada news all week. It has. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's talking about it. Hell, I was talking about it. And, um, you know, now everybody's kind of like chiming in. And Rick Ross has something to say. So let's go ahead and hear what Rick Ross had to say. Thought Will Smith and Jada was Shaq and Kobe. Just on some... You know, red carpet, let's get this money type shit, but how Jada Pinkett Smith moving, it it don't make you want to really be that close with a woman. It'll really make you three consider, not reconsider, three consider ever being married. Damn, baby, you talking about so much personal business. What was your, what's your credit score? What's your beacon score? We don't believe you was worth 50 million. Now, show it to us, prove it to us. We don't believe this shit. Now show us, show us, Will, go home, Will. Go home, Will, they called me Will growing up. Will, you just, come on, Will. Make her go open you up, a moon pie. At one time, we thought Will Smith. <laughs> so, you know, tongue in cheek, um, I know he was serious, but I take certain things away from what he said. It makes you not want to be close to a woman. Now, that's not necessarily true, but I do understand what he what he means in regards to like opening up and sharing that space with just anybody, right? Somebody who you feel is um, trustworthy, and but then there's that dynamic. Like some people like their business out there in the public some people don't and if you have that disconnect where somebody wants to be private and the other person don't then that's where there's going to be some butting of the heads and conflict right but will don't seem like he's that like outraged about it mm. you know what i'm saying and it's like we out here we're injecting our personal views and how we feel and how we think that it should go but you know if he ain't got no problem with it then this is gonna be the last time i talk about it i listen i got i i feel a certain way towards jada i've always felt that way and it hasn't been just now or the red table talk reveal of the entanglement and all that nonsense there was always some underlining dark cloud just hanging over her head no it's not what well, it could be it could be 
could be the whole Nosferatu. <laughs> it's good. It could be that. You know what? Pull up that picture. <laughs> anytime, anytime I mention Nosferatu, just make sure you put that side by side. But you know, it's just. You know, if he don't have a problem with it, I don't think that everybody should be talking. Like she's going on this media tour and she wants to go ahead and talk about it and 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 talk about how Pac had alopecia, how she sold drugs here. Like, yo, like who asked for this? Yeah, no no one cares. No one. Like, yo, this is this is the most irrelevant news. I've seen it hit the waves in a very, very long time. Very long time. And we as Americans, we're going to eat it up because we just love mediocrity. That's what we do. Yeah, I saw something because obviously with the two, like the, the Tupac news of like who who did it kind of yeah. coming out, then she's kind of like, oh, now it's my time to talk about, like, you know, right. come out and shine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That that's a great point. It's like, oh, now now there's Tupac. Hey, let let me get out there now. Mm-hmm. My goodness, she's obsessed with the man. Yeah. yeah. The man was dead longer than he was alive. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Moving on, because I'm done. With, I, like I said, I, I am not going to spend too much time talking about Nosferatu. Uh, just 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 not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Uh, moving on, what else do we have here? I wanted to talk about, there was something that I saw that made me, um, very excited. Doug. Yeah, I know you're too young. For people my age, Doug was the show. Like, it was a, a a guy that had friends and go, went through high school and, you know, just went through a whole bunch of different adventures, you know, um, his best friend Skeeter. And, you know, he, it was just a good show. Well, for what I'm hearing, Disney Plus is working on a sequel series in the works. Doug and Patty will have kids. So Doug and Patty are going to have kids now. They're going to be the parents. They're going to you know, watch their kids go through their stuff, and that's dope, man. Um, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to definitely watch it, because I remember um, there was this song that the band had. What the hell was the name of the, the band? I can't remember the band. But they had a uh, they had a song called Killer Tofu. That was before, like, CDs, and, you know, people used to, like, put these uh, uh, soundtracks together for things it never came out on CD. Mm. It never had a soundtrack, but the song is fire. I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna listen yeah. to it. You're gonna be like, oh, this is this is catchy as shit. Anybody my age knows exactly what I'm talking about. Killer Tofu is one of the <laughs> one of the hardest songs they ever made out there. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that that Disney Plus is finally doing something that makes sense. Cause they, you know, they got some shows out there that, that just they, they don't hit. You know, they, 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 a lot of their shows don't hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they had the Nick Fury, um, Nick Fury show didn't hit that bad. You know, it was it wasn't good. Wasn't yeah, I don't good. think I watch any like original Disney Plus yeah. content. I just watch the old movies. But with Doug, I I never watched. My brother did. I remember there was like a movie, right? Yes. I remember I had like the the tape in the in the closet in the basement. I was seeing it. I was like. 
I got washed. No one ever did. <laughs> so like, but I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, the nah, show, Doug. Never, so Doug yeah. was the guy, man. Doug was the guy. I, I, I enjoyed watching that show. Like Doug, Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Um, which other one was it? What was yeah. the rocket? You want know, rocket power? Is that your time? A little rocket younger. Power. All the skaters. I think that might have been my time, but I wasn't into it. No. Yeah, I wasn't into that. So I was Arnold. into Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I go way back after you know before that. Um, G Force, mm-hmm. Sailor Moon, um, Birdman, <laughs> Space Ghost. Like these kids don't got no good cartoons no more, <laughs> man. It's just rubbish. I saw something was on. T- I'm like, what is this garbage that they watching? Like mm-hmm. this is this is nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. You know. Um, but moving on, moving on, let's get into this Thursday night game. We are watching the game as we speak, Silent Assassin. Um, the Jaguars have been in control pretty much the, the majority of the game. Travis Etienne, he, he's been phenomenal, scored two touchdowns so far in the game. Uh, the Saints just can't get it going, um, but they recently just scored a touchdown, so what it was I think the score is 24-16 now which is um you know the if if they can find a way to to get going and get Kamara going cuz the ground game has been you know has been stifled a little bit so if they can be able to find any seams and get Alvin Kamara going then now now we're talking so 7:30 left in the fourth quarter um you know, Trevor Lawrence, 17 for 24, 155 yards. Hasn't had a great game. Not a terrible game, but not a great game. Uh, Travis Etienne, like I said, two touchdowns, 53 yards so far. Christian Kirk has been the constant uh, number one guy over there. What the hell happened to Calvin Ridley? Like, I got both Ridley and Trevor Lawrence in fantasy, and they giving me, like, nine points total. This is... This is why I can't be successful. I, I can't be successful in fantasy. I just can't do it. Um, for the Saints, Derek Carr, you know, he has an interception, but he's not playing too bad. He's he's had to throw the ball a little bit. Alvin Kamara, 43 yards on the ground, um, but he has 10 receptions for 75 yards, so he's doing what he has to do. Um, I'm getting. And there's the touchdown. Michael Thomas gets the touchdown. 24 and possibly, you know, are they going to go for two? I think they're going for two. So 638 left in the fourth quarter. 24-22. We have a very, very good ball game going on right now. Michael Thomas been plagued with injury. Is he down? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's I don't know if he got two in. Mm-mm. I think they're calling it, yeah. They're calling it a touchdown. Impressive catch by Michael Thomas. That was impressive. That was impressive. So, you know, the Saints have been Saints have been pretty decent this season, man. You know, they 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 lost a couple games. Alvin Kamara gets a two point conversion. So now now we have a brand new ball game. Let's see if Bo Jack Horseman can be able to make the comeback. 
he hasn't looked that great this season. Like, you know, people have been hyping him up, talking about he's the next one, he's in that Burrow class, he's in the Herbert class. I don't really see it. I don't. I I, I see good. I don't see them. He's like a tier below them. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not bad. It's just, he ain't that guy. He just ain't. Look like Bojack. <laughs> yeah. You ever see what Bojack Horseman looks like? Yeah, yeah. A- am I spot on? Yeah. The, the long face, <laughs> the locks. Yeah. Yeah. The personality, <laughs> like everything. It's Bojack. Moving on. Moving on. Some news came to my attention. Um, Julio Jones signs with the Eagles? And there's a lot of Eagles fans that are excited. Yo, Julio Jones, man. Yo, 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 he's about to go nuts. I'm like, Julio Jones was a free agent. No one called. No one brought him into camp. He's been a great receiver in his career. Hall of Famer, yes. But... He's been very, very injury prone in his career. As he's gotten older, he's severely injury prone. He's 35 years old, 35, 36. Like, how much value can he bring? Now, granted, you have Devontae Smith, you have A.J. Brown. If you bring in a Julio Jones, that does make your wide receiver room better. But does it really, is it going to make a difference in regards to who's the best in the NFC or the NFL? Or is it going to be that much of a game changer? No. It won't be. The Eagles have way bigger problems than seeing if Julio Jones is going to be healthy enough to be able to play week to week. And that goes into my other topic. How good are the Philadelphia Eagles really? They have the 11th or the 10th hardest schedule in the NFL right now. So which means that, you know, they're they're pretty not in the middle, but they're there in regards to they have some good teams, they have some decent teams, they play some okay teams in the beginning of the season, but as the season goes on, they're going to start to have a, a more difficult, um, you know, road ahead. So they're, what are they, 4-1? and one? No, 5-1. and one. They haven't looked that great, but they've won games. They've they've pulled games out. They've played certain teams, but they lost to the Jets last week. Jets had a great defense. Um, Jalen Hurst didn't look that great. But here's the thing about when they start talking about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, he got paid, he doesn't get the flack or the criticism that a Dak Prescott gets. Yet this is a team that made the Super Bowl last year. This is a team that is now 5-1, and one, but his play hasn't been that stellar. He has seven interceptions on the season. Through six games, seven interceptions. Dak has four interceptions through six games so 
I understand that Dak plays for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. But shouldn't we keep that same criticism if you're a top quarterback, you're a top 10 guy, you should feel the same type of heat. Now, I think, granted, people give him a little bit more leeway because, hey, they played in the Super Bowl last year. He was this. He was that. He has a a plus playoff record. All of these things. Okay. All those things are fine. But how about his play right now? It's more about what you've done for me lately than what you've done for me in the past. Seven interceptions, seven interceptions. Not seeing the field the way he's supposed to see the field, matters. He doesn't see the field great. I said that coming out of college. Didn't have a great arm. Tends to use his legs a lot, which is fine. But not recognizing defenses is a problem. That's kind of translated to the to the NFL. Now, he put it together last season. They had a great offensive uh, offensive coordinator. Nick Sirianni is a great offensive mind. So when you put these great offensive minds behind a player that needs that type of support, he will be able to play over his sticks and play way over above his potential. There's nothing wrong with that. I think you saw the best of Jalen Hurts, them getting to the Super Bowl, them having that team that was designed to win. And then, you know, they come short, they come up short in Super Bowls, it's fine. But you take those weapons away, you take away the defensive coordinator, you take away the offensive coordinator. You now have new staff pieces in there. They're still trying to figure things out, but now there's no masking of Jalen Hurts' efficiencies or deficiencies, right? That's a problem. He's starting to show why certain teams passed on him. Now, granted, he's still he's still a decent quarterback. I just believe that he's a bit overrated. I think that just because one year of success, people will kind of rank you higher than where you're supposed to. I don't think he's better than Joe Burrow. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Justin Herbert. It's not, I mean, him and Josh Allen may be neck and neck, possibly. I think he's more close to a tier B guy than a tier A guy. He's just on a tier A team. There's a difference. You can be the guy, and your team is not that great like the Bengals, right? Joe Burrow's the guy, and his team is, eh, his team's mid. Or you can be Jalen Hurts who's on an A-plus team and you're, eh, you're a bit mid. See? There's a difference. So how good are they really and how far can they go? Well, they, we've already seen that they could be able to get to a Super Bowl with this particular roster, but can they get there this season with the offensive pieces that they have, the offensive coordinator that they have, and the way Jalen Hurts is playing right now? If the, you're going to try to paint me into a corner and tell me to answer the question now, I'd say no. I'd say no. I I don't think that they've looked anywhere good as they looked last year. Now, granted, they had a very weak schedule, um, but they haven't played anybody much. And the teams that they have played that are very gutsy teams, they've struggled with. Patriots. You know, yes, the Patriots are 1-5, but at the same time, 
you know, they play hard on occasion. The Vikings was in a dogfight with them. The Jets, they lost that game. So when the Cowboys lose, there's this national uproar, right? People are making fun. But where's the flack for the Eagles? If people don't want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it here. I'm going to talk about it here. I am. Because they just, they're, they're basic to me. That, 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 that's all it is. I'm not a hater. I'm just, I'm, I observe. I observe things. I observe teams' tendencies, their traits, how they play, you know, how they look when they're up, how they look when they're up massive amount of points, how they look when they're in a dogfight, how they look when the game is tied. There's definitely different ways to be able to look at this thing. They, don't, they just don't look good to me. They don't look good to me. And that brings me to my next thing, Mr. Michael Parsons. But I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. The Eagles were healthy. They had Jalen Hurts. They had the receiving core. They had their explosive weapon. They didn't have Lane Johnson. I will admit that they didn't have Lane Johnson. But does that make that big of a difference? Because I see my quarterback, you know, maybe not have the red zone success, but move the ball way better than the Eagles did uh, Sunday night. So we want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today, okay? I agree. That's all I'm saying. I agree with him. I, I, don't, I, I don't listen to his podcast, but I agree with that. I agree with that. If you're going to talk bad about Dak Prescott, which I constantly do on the show, right? You got to give it to everybody. You got to make sure that everybody gets criticized. The Eagles, the 49ers, Brock, Brock Purdy played like shit. Although I said on the show that I think he's a really great, good quarterback. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. I still feel that way. Everybody can be able to have bad games, but make sure that we highlight those. Make sure that we talk about it week to week. Instead of just making it one-sided. Because that's not the way it goes. If the Eagles go ahead and go on a losing streak, I need to know. I need to hear about it. And if I don't hear about it on those other shows, oh, you're going to hear about it here. You will. You will. After the break, we got some more NFC East uh, conversations to have. I don't know if I'm done with the Eagles yet. After the break. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. You see it? We in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My man Barry Grant Jr. What's up, man? What happened? What you what you, you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my nigga, the joint. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, they even up here, boy. We put this on something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh my God. What's up with you, man? Now you gonna that's a shot of you keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want your all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. Shout out to all even podcast. Right? All even. All right, shout out to all even podcast. 100% he cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? 100% he cool. Welcome back, y'all. We got a score update. 
Jaguars are up 31 to 24. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to Travis, excuse me, not Travis, to Christian Kirk um, for the touchdown. Got some yards after the catch, too. Great play. So let's see if the Saints can be able to strike and tie it. But Derek Carr is having some problems on the sideline, so we'll see. Um, but going to going back to what I was saying um, about the Eagles, just don't look impressive to me. You know, the, the, the win that the Dallas Cowboys had uh, over the Chargers on Monday night, that was an impressive win. I don't think that the Eagles have put together an impressive win like that all season. You know, they've 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 had to struggle and grit and grind and get through games. Yeah, I, you gotta get respect for that. That's credit for that. But they just don't look sharp. And when your quarterback is throwing seven interceptions, that that matters in the long run. Um <clears throat> moving on. Moving on. There is rumor and speculation around those New York Giants. Silent Assassin, I'm sorry. Sorry, they suck. Suck bad. Okay? Um, However, Saquon Barkley, who's pretty much the only star on the New York Giants at this point, uh, there's some rumor and speculation around him. uh, Might be traded, might not be. He's vehemently said that he does not want to be traded away from the Giants. He wants to sit here and, you know, play it out and, you know, possibly remain a Giant for as long as he can. Um, Here's my thing. As a running back that has the value that he has, he's he's a very important piece of this team. Um... He has to look at the landscape. I'm sure Christian McCaffrey would have loved to retire with the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure he would have. They drafted him, gave him a big uh, big money contract. He was a top running back in the league, if not the best running back in the league. Right? He did all of that in a Carolina Panthers uniform with that organization but he ended up getting traded to the 49ers and he ended up getting a lot of success and starting to rebuild you know his his body's durability um showing everybody why he's one of the best running backs if not the best in the league so if Saquon is looking at that type of timeline wouldn't he be open to that because at some point, you have to want to compete at the highest level. Yes, the Giants are rebuilding. They have Ryan Dable. They got the GM. They're starting to put things together. But I think everybody kind of gotten, they got lost a little bit in that year last year where the Giants played well and they were ahead of schedule. Now they're crashing back down and everybody's like, well, what happened? What about last year? Last year was an aberration. Last year was one of those things where it was just like, hey, you know, they're playing spirited football. They put it together, but they were way above or ahead of schedule. They weren't supposed to be that good. They were supposed to have more lean years like this. 
So if Saquon is looking at that, wouldn't it be better to just go to management and say, yeah, I, I would be open to a trade because one, it can help me be able to get on that stage that I need to get on in regards to playing football and being important to a team and helping them win. And two, it can possibly help you guys down the road as well because if you can net a first-round pick for me or a second or a third, you now can be able to restart your rebuild much faster, right? I love this organization. I want to see you guys do well, but I think it might be time for both of us to kind of part ways. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think sometimes it's very healthy for two parties to be able to part ways amicably if it's going to benefit both parties, not just one person, right? If Saquon stays, yes, it's going to benefit him because he gets money, he gets the, the fame and all that, but the team may not have the success or the ability to be able to build the way they want to because they're paying this particular person here. So I think he needs to look at that Christian McCaffrey timeline. I think he needs to really... Pay attention to it, study it, and think about it real, real hard. Because as a running back, you're just spinning your wheels. You don't have that much time to figure it out. It's either shit or get off the pot. And at this point in his career, he wants to stay healthy. He wants to prove that he can be a reliable um, piece of a team. He's not injured all the time, he can earn his 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 paycheck. I don't think you're gonna do that in the Giants uniform. So just my opinion. You know what what do I know? What do I know? I'm just you know I'm just somebody who observes. I'm like a I'm like a voyeur. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm a sports voyeur. That's what it is. Truth teller. Silent assassin. That that's that's all I can say. Um moving on. Moving on. There's a rumor out there, and I love rumors because you can be able to expound and talk about it so much. USC quarterback, which I'm not feeling right now because they got the shit kicked out of them by Notre Dame. Very disappointed in my Trojans. Very disappointed. Disappointed in Caleb Williams. I'm disappointed in all of them, especially Lincoln Riley. What What are you doing? You know what? Moving on. Um, Trojans quarterback Heisman Trophy winner you know he's a candidate this year I don't know about that Notre Dame game but um rumor is rumor that any team that drafts him he wants partial ownership stakes in the team what did he say like if true you bugging if true XFL, <laughs> the XFL is hiring. Ain't nobody giving up that type of ownership. If, if Patrick Mahomes ain't got it, if Tom Brady didn't have it, you damn sure ain't getting it. It's not happening. I'm not giving you nothing. Now, if you win me a Super Bowl, then we can be able to talk. But I'm going to give this to you in the first contract, and you just got it? Nah, no way. That's not the way that works. You got you to gotta be able to have some equity first. You know what I mean? It's just like what back in the day, this was a while back when Matthew Stafford was a rookie. Matthew Stafford was getting paid more than veterans on the team because they had such high signing bonuses 
for rookies coming out of the draft, especially for quarterbacks. And there was a big issue in regards to the veterans on the team and other guys, and it was like, yo, this rookie hasn't played a game in the NFL, and he's already made twice the money that I've made in my career in one contract. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So they had to lower that scale now and make it more team-friendly, right, which makes sense. Um, Caleb Williams asking for, listen, I don't knock anybody. Ask for it. Shoot your shot. But when you're playing, when you're playing your shot down, you know, you just come back down to normal and just relax. But I'm not going to, you know, kill anybody for wanting to put that in the negotiation because if you can get away with it, why not? Why not? So, um, that's my thing about that. It's, it's, I don't think that he should definitely get that. I don't think any player that's outside of Patrick Mahomes should ever feel comfortable trying to get that type of situation. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, especially for yeah. a rookie, like kind of like stating if, if you're going to sign me, I need to get a piece. Right. It's kind of wild. Man got Similac on his breath talking <laughs> about you, you want a piece of the team. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You got to do something first. Mm-hmm. That's just like Russell Wilson in Denver. He didn't do nothing for Denver. They over here gave him all of his money. And now he looks like dog shit. And they're like, ah, man, we, we got to think about this. His, his money didn't kick in yet. And we're, we got to pay him like $48, $49, $50 million a year. Yeah, because you ain't wait. Mm-hmm. You ain't wait to see what he actually was. Because if they would have waited the two years, right, and they would see how bad his play was. They're going to be like, ah, you know that money that we said that we was thinking about giving you? Yeah, we got $6. <laughs> we got $6 for you. We ain't got no $50 million. Not happening. So, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. And we're already here. We're zooming through this to my irrelevant news of the week. You got to be kidding me. I mean, how do you watch that? I mean, yeah. They stink. Ah, I love irrelevant news of the week, Cole. It gives me life. It does. There's a lot of them this week, too. So let's go ahead and just start. Orthopedic surgeon allegedly placed his fingers in unconscious patient's hip wound and made moaning noises. There's some sick people out there. Like, now you got to start worrying about the doctors that got you under anesthesia, that they're not doing some creep stuff to you. Like, I seen this other video the other day. This dude literally unbuckled his pants and did something to this to this lady that was unconscious on the table. And they called it. They got him on camera. It's just like, these are the things that you got to worry about now? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, I know it's like kind of like a lot. It's like in like physical like therapy and that yeah. stuff. It's like, oh, like I'm just like massaging. Right. You, but like you're kind of taking advantage. Right. And now it's like when you see like when you're under like in surgery and then doctors are kind of like doing that. It's like you think of like how many times has like happened right like in the past because like like you won't know obviously and like i don't think there's like 
the ho- the hospital has to protect themselves. So if there is like cameras recording, yeah, it's not gonna, you know, get out. Yeah, yeah, like that, of course. So. I, 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 yeah. I said that if this ever happened to anybody that I know, a loved one, that that hospital is gonna be closed for repair. Yeah, closed for repair. Okay, look like we don't know what happened, but there was this truck that drove right into the front, and then this guy came out with blow torches <laughs> and grenade launchers. Like I, it would be that type of situation. Uh-huh. I'm you gonna show me who it was, bring him out, mm-hmm. or this whole building's going down. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Like yo, people are just a very, very weird and. Sick people. There's just sick people out there. Uh, moving on. Moving on. 59-year-old Milwaukee woman charged after allegedly threatening to shoot up McDonald's for serving uncooked fries. Now, I would say that this lady's crazy, right? But hear me out. This lady, who knows if she worked nine hours, 15 hours, a double. She's dealing with stress, and you don't know what she got going on. And maybe all day long, she was like, yo, when I leave here, I just want, like, a large fry. You know, it doesn't cost that much, probably what, dollar forty nine or whatever it is, and I just want to get a large fry, go home, watch my 90-day fiancé, you know, watch my Ratchet TV, and just kind of sit back and relax, right? Mm-hmm. You got that on your mind. When you have food in your mind and you want that and then you end up going home and you know it's in the fridge and somebody eats it, like, it, this violence, right? The first thing that you turn to is violence, right? You start yelling and start now, now you gotta go into the interroga- interrogation room. Like, wh- who ate it? Who did? Why'd you eat it? Right? It had my name on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been thinking about this thing all day. Who's to say that this lady said, "Yo, need my fries"? She get there, fries is undercooked. She already stressed out. You, uh, an establishment, you gonna undercook my fries, bro? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. I'm tearing this place down. <laughs> Tear this place down board by board. Yeah, I'm with her. I'm with her. Because when it comes to food, I mess around. I tell people all the time, I'll be able to give you the last dollar in my pocket. I ain't, I ain't sharing no food. <laughs> I ain't sharing no food with you. Not doing it. It's crazy. So she just threatened or she had the gun and threatened? Let's, let's go ahead and clear that up because let's see. Let's see what she had. So it says, lady threatened to shoot at a McDonald's or uh, was charged with disorderly. Oh, no, so she didn't have, she okay. didn't, she just threatened because okay. she was charged with disorderly conduct. Okay. Then I guess, like, you're mad, you just kind of say whatever. Yeah. But, you know, a different story if she's waving around and stuff. But. Uh, is it? <laughs> is it? I ain't gonna lie, listen, some people get pushed to the brink. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. We live in some tough times right now where don't be undercooking my fries, bro. Just don't do it. I mean, if you got somebody in the back that don't know what they're doing, get somebody else on them fries, right? He better, he must have missed Friday that day to undercooking my fries. Don't do that. There's too much, there's too much oil back there, right? You can take the, the used oil. 
that they have that because they be they be reusing oil. If people don't know that, they do, right? Take the real reuse oil and make sure you fry my shits up properly. You don't undercook my McDonald's fries at all. That's me. Like if I get some McDonald's fries that are soggy, mm-hmm. best believe I'm going to McDonald's to take them back. I'm taking it back. Because they, they, I don't get soggy fries from them. Their fries are supposed to be a certain way, mm. right? It's not like you go to like a a, a, a a deli or some other restaurant where they put the fries in a bag and they put it in the container and then the sweat and then it, it socks the fries up. Like that comes with the territory. No, Nobody's eating no soggy McDonald's fries. No. No. Not doing it. You eat fries, you eat the McDonald's fries when they crisp and soft. They, they don't even have good reheat value. No, they're, they're, you know what I mean? They're done after that. Yeah, you have to have them straight when they hand them to you. If Facts. not, then they're disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, it's garbage after that. Yeah. So I understand how she felt. So, lady, I'm with you. All right? I'd have been in there tearing it down board by board, by board too, until you got some fries. Moving on. Moving on. American Museum of Natural History pulls 12,000 human remains, admits... Stealing them from graves. What are we doing? What are we doing? You got museums stealing people's bones? Are they like claiming that it's like like a historical figure? As like yeah. just stealing and like creating them. Oh, this is like Napoleon. Yes. Yeah. So... It's the American Museum of Natural History, which is right here in New York City. Gotta be New York, right? Like, why does it have to be us? Why gotta be us? What what is Eric Adams doing about this? Huh? What is he doing about this? So, they said that removed 12,000 human remains collection after stating that some skeletons of indigenous and enslaved people resulted from grave robberies. New York-based museum will remove a dozen exhibits on display so officials can investigate to determine the remains' origins, says the museum president. Museum employees received an email about the news and other natural history museums face the same scrutiny. So there's about to be some comeuppance. All of these museums are about to get investigated. Like, where, where'd you get these bones? Mm-hmm. Huh? Who's this guy? Oh, did you get permission? That, just mm-hmm. digging things up? So, got to be New York to go ahead and start the fire, and now everybody's going to get messed up after this. It's yeah, nuts. I wonder, like, how, like, who is the person who's, like, oh, this is suspicious. Need to look into well, this, and then found out. Well, it could be, because remember, we just had Indigenous People Day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Columbus Day. Mm-hmm. People don't celebrate that anymore. They celebrate Indigenous People Day. Mm-hmm. So, it could have been somebody went in there and was like, hey. What is this? <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? This is the this is our shrine of indigenous people. Well, where'd you get it? Because in my history books, these people are not here. Mm-hmm. They're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Karen's or some people that's the cancel culture. They listen, they find their ways into needling things in society. So it could have been something like that. So, you know. But it gotta be why it gotta be New York. Why couldn't it be Somewhere in Kansas, somewhere where they, you know, they, they got some bone collector doing something, right? Why I gotta be here? We got enough problems here, man. We got enough problems. J-pop man lost his mind. You can't find him. It's just, 
You know, I just can't deal with it, man. Moving on. Moving on. Man reportedly terrified of women lived in <laughs> lived in isolation for 55 years. This man is 71 years old and he's scared of women. People don't know why. Something happened to him where he's literally scared of women. So let's go ahead and detail. Said he was only 16 when his fear of women overwhelmed him and he couldn't be around them. Man decided to build a wooden 15-foot fence around his house and has yet to step out of his home since. So he hasn't left his home in 55 years. That's crazy. That's extreme. Just so... Did he, like, see one, like, naked and was just scared? I'm going to take you one further. <laughs> I'm going to take you one further. Remember that conversation that we had all those months back? It might have been off camera. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody was here discussing about their certain experiences. Uh-huh. About certain odors uh-huh. that can be able to... <laughs> hit your nose uh-huh. and scar you <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. Who's to say <laughs> that this man at 16 years old was living his life, had all of, you know, had all of this hope and potential in front of him and he met this particular person and now it's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and explore, see what's uh-huh. going on, right? Uh-huh. Possibly was going to make him Make her his, his his girlfriend, and then obviously if things go well, then now we're talking about marriage and kids and building life. So this was the first building block about being here with this person and testing the waters and seeing what's going on. And lo and behold, oh, sewage outbreak. There's <laughs> <laughs> a sewage outbreak, right? Can't contain it. Can't contain it, man. It's just bad. Just bad. It's all over your fingers. Can't, you got a shower. Can't get it off you, right? Uh-huh. It's like Pepe Pew stepped in there. Can't get it off you, right? They always say, oh, you get sprayed by a skunk. That's just the worst. Uh-huh. Worst type of worst, uh-huh. right? Who's to say that that's what scarred this man? And he said, I'm never, I'm never going outside again to have to deal with that. <laughs> First off, I don't want people to smell me, right? Because you know that, that that may just take people take people off, and I don't want to have that opportunity to have that happen again. So I'm just not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. That sounds more plausible to me. Yeah, just tried it once and ruined. His yeah, life. exactly. Yeah. Ruin his life. Yeah, ruin his whole life. Any job he get, he got to ruin. <laughs> he got to work from home. Yo, whatever the position is, do you have a work from home position? Because I'm not going outside. <laughs> I haven't been out there in 50 years. He said, why, sir? Is there anything wrong? You have a condition? Yes, I do have a condition. It's I don't want to deal with stinky body. <laughs> 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 Yo, Silent Assassin, that is scarring, okay? You're, you're not a guy. You uh-huh. just don't understand. It's rough. Yeah. Okay, it's rough. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. Moving on. Man, that poor guy. I feel him. I believe that story is true. I'm going to, you know, 
He's gonna somebody's gonna reach out to me and say, you know, the story that you told in your podcast, we can confirm it. <laughs> we can confirm that that's accurate. Um, what else we got here? Oh, this one's pretty good. A professor shows off confiscated pens that have been engraved with cheat notes by a student. So they had the, you know, just the 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 regular ink pens, right? You know, you have the ones that have the clear plastic. On the clear plastic is engraved cheat notes. It looks like hieroglyphics. Yeah, I, I think I saw a picture. Picture of it was crazy. Yo, whoever did this needs to be working for the CIA, uh-huh. the FBI. They need to have some high level government clearance type of job. Mm-hmm. This is this is great. Mm-hmm. If I was the teacher and I saw this, wouldn't even be mad. No, I wouldn't. Wouldn't even fail him. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even fail him. At this point, it's just like, yo, that's clever. Mm-hmm. That that's that gets you. That may get you up in the world. You know, if you can be able to get to this type of level of cheating, there's no stopping you in regards to being successful in corporate America. You'll be just fine because, man, that's clever. Mm-hmm. It is. Even to, like, engineer it to, like, where people can, like, read it. Yeah. Like, correctly and, like, which, like, way. First, I would love to know, like, what they use to do that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that that can't be just, like, a, like a exacto knife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I am definitely impressed. Um, that is my irrelevant news of the week. You gotta be kidding me! I mean, how do you watch the? I mean, yeah, they stink. After the break, some NBA talks. Yeah. Do we have a? Is the game over? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the game's over. Talk about that as well after the break. Yo, this is Cigar Jensen Gals. Want to give a shout out to my boy Barry. All even podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Reebok. Reebok has their new poster child for the new rebrand. Shaquille O'Neal found his cover athlete. Is 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 what do you call it? The franchise. Andrew Reese. Andrew Reese is signed to Reebok. Um, she is Shaq's first signee. Shouts to Andrew Reese. Um, you know, she's had a tremendous career at LSU, national champion, um, making boatloads of money with NIL, more money than she'll ever see. The, the, you know, just, you know, you talk about that. Um, but yeah, shouts to her for being able to ink this Reebok deal. Um, you know, this is going to be able to spearhead a movement of, <clears throat> you know, many women coming after this, getting big time deals. Um, you know, Ionescu got her Nike deal. There's a there's a lot of other great players that are coming after her. Um, Angel Reese is one of them, and and hopefully the line will continue. So um, I think Reebok did a, a a very good thing with locking her up. Let's see who else they can be able to get. Um, because it's it's extremely important that if you're gonna have a rebrand that you do it the right way, get the right people in, so they can be able to market them the right way. And I think Angel Reese. The fact that her star is ascending, she's kind of like the next up for the the next basketball player, the female basketball players in the WNBA. She might, you know, she might be the poster child for the next new wave of of crop that's coming in, right? Um, so to lock her up and to to have her be the face of the the new brand is great. So shouts to Reebok, shouts to Shaq, 
Shouts to Allen Iverson, the VP over there, for for getting that done because it's I think it's a good grab. Um, on the reverse side of that, Joel Embiid, he actually signs a deal with Skechers. What is going on here? So now they got Julius Randle, and now they got Joel Embiid. You know, I think. First of all, I want to know who, who's how much money are they getting? Like Skechers is just throwing out bread. Is that what is that what it is? They just hand out money to everybody. I'm, I'm not gonna say to, to tell a Joel Embiid to say no to that. If they giving him a hundred million dollars to wear some Skechers, wear it, wear it, wear the ones that you know they came out with the Skechers that that have like the the U at the bottom, mm-hmm. or you can't like you can't put your your <laughs> the back of your heel down because it it. it Helps you with the front sport, yeah. Wear them shits on. <laughs> wear them shits on the court, man. You know what I mean? Reinvent it. So how you feel about that? To me, it's like I mean, Skechers is always gonna have like a like like a mom vibe. Right. So it's like to see like a full like athlete wearing them, just regardless of who they are. If I see the the S on the side, I'm gonna laugh. Facts. So big facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's kind of like when Steph Curry signed with Under Armour. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Who? They ain't nobody buying no stuff. But guess what? Those little white boys, they, they, was, <laughs> they sold by the millions. <laughs> sold by the millions, right? All the little white boys wanted to be Steph Curry. And they're wrong with it. Uh-huh. They found their market, and man, did they capitalize on that. So shouts to Under Armour, shouts to Steph Curry. Maybe they trying to do the same thing with Joel Embiid, but Joel Embiid ain't no Steph Curry. You know, Jeff Gurr, no little kid is running to the store and say, I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be like Joel Embiid. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then on top of that, I got to share a brand with Julius Randle. No. No. I should have signed first. They should have signed Embiid first and then Randle. You hear Randle getting the, 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 the deal first. No. No. Rubbish. Complete rubbish. Every time, listen, I love Embiid. I think he's one of the best players in the league. He's He's the reigning, you know, MVP. Shouts to him for that. But come on, man. Unless if, if they if they not paying you anything north of 150, bad deal. <laughs> bad deal. Bad deal. Moving on. Moving on. Um Kevin Porter Jr. uh got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, in that deal, they traded two second-round picks for Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Uh, so those two players are going to Miami. Excuse me, to, going to Houston. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is being traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but he's not staying because he got waived, um, or will be waived, and. I know that the the latest report on his situation is that there's there's no further evidence that they have, um, so I don't think that the investigation is going to continue to to dig any further than where they're at right now. So if he's not going to do any jail time, obviously the NBA has their own um, you know disciplinary policy that they have to enforce. Um, but I do believe that after this. I do believe that this kid deserves a chance to be able to resurrect his career. Now, may not get it. You know, that may not be the right thing to say, but I just, I do believe that um, everybody deserves to have a second crack at, um, 
you know, what they what they love to do or try to get try to make sense and make right of their life. He's a young man. You know, we're not talking about a 55 year old person. We're talking about somebody who is starting to understand the importance of their influence, the importance of being a person with a high profile job. Yeah, you might not want to be a celebrity, but you are because of the money that you make the cameras that are constantly in your face, and the exposure that you have. So for that, I, I, I truly believe that he will find his way. You know, he may be out of the league for a little bit, but a team will take a chance on him. And whatever team takes a chance on him, it's going to be up to him to be able to live on the straightened path, straight and narrow, make sure that he's mature and he asks the right questions in regards to picking the brains of veterans of what not to do and how to be able to invest your money and stay away from these particular traps and these thirst traps and this and don't post this on social media. Like there's a lot of things that not only Kevin Porter needs to learn, but many people that are growing up right now of balancing how to be an adult. It's not easy, right? It's not easy being an adult when you're broke could you imagine being an adult when you're super rich and you have all of this this exposure and no is not an option? You know what I mean? So, like I said, I'm not making excuses for the kid, but it's just more about him learning and growing and understanding what it takes to actually progress as a an adult man because that's another evolution in itself rather than just playing basketball and being a kid and having no responsibilities you have a ton of it now so you know whatever his next team is or whoever his next team is whether it be he gets an opportunity that's overseas um or in the nba again he has to make sure that he proves to everybody that he's actually ready for it this time and not messing around so salutes to him hope he every you know he gets everything straightened out but you know it's gonna be could be a long road for him uh, moving on. Moving on. The word turncoat comes to mind when I see this news story. All right, let me ask a question because I always like to get context first. If you grew up being a part of something and there was a rivalry, right? So say you worked at, I don't know, give me a chain. Give me a chain that you frequent. Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. This is very good, right? You work at Chick-fil-A, you don the, 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 the colors and the brand and you constantly rocking their stuff and the rival brand, which would be, you know, McDonald's or whatever it is, Shake Shack, whatever it is, the rival brand is, they all of a sudden call you and say, hey, we know that you're no longer with Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. We would like to give you a position where you're overseeing our operation. Mm -hmm. Now... You've been waving this Chick-fil-A flag for years. The people that see you in the streets say, hey, 
That's a solid assassin. She is Miss Chick-fil-A. Like, if you need a hookup, she got you. If you need gear, she got you. She's always, um, you know, she's ingrained herself in the community in regards to back to school uh, drives and all this stuff. She takes care of us, man. That's Miss Chick-fil-A right there. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they see you with a Shake Shack shirt on. Come on, fam. Like, what what are we doing? You can't, you can't do that. Yeah. So, make a long story short, Jeff Van Gundy has accepted the consultant role for the Boston Celtics. Now, when I listen to that, Jeff Van Gundy, Nick fan, right? Nick coach, legend. We don't like Boston, man. You know, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I know that Knicks fans don't like the Celtics. And for him to be able to take this role, you know, it feels a little turncoatish, but I get it because he was just recently released from ESPN and unfairly at that, I know it was budget cuts. He was making a lot, but, you know, I'm happy to see him get back on his feet now. Um, But, man... The Celtics don't need Jeff Van Gundy. They're already good. They don't need that mind in there. I don't like that. I don't like that. Go back, go to college, go announce there, do something, man. I don't need you helping no damn Boston Celtics. I don't need it. The Lakers are the team to beat this year. I believe that. But Jeff Van Gundy over there in Boston it just, just turns things a little, a little dicey for me. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um... But what can it bring for the Boston Celtics? It can bring knowledge of execution of what they need. Um, you know, they have a pretty loaded team. Getting Drew Holiday, getting Christos Porzingis. Um, they have what they need to be able to be successful and make a run. What Jeff Van Gundy is going to bring is leadership. What he's going to bring is an eye or ear to be able to um, to to listen and and give these young guys advice. Um, I don't know if he's going to be consulted in regards to GM moves and who to bring in um, or who to ship out. If he does have that type of influence, I mean, we're talking about he can have his imprint on this team more than he would have as a head coach. Because if your hands are all over the place, right? Pause. Um, you know, you tend to be able to to be a little bit more influential in what happens because you're wearing so many different hats, right? Like wearing hats matters. Um, so yeah, it's just, like I said, as a Laker fan, it just makes me say, I don't, I don't care for Boston to have anything good. Brady left you, okay? That was it. That was it. Enough. I would like to see a Lakers-Celtics NBA final, though. I would. It'd be interesting. And then Jeff Van Gundy's in the, in the booth, and we give the Celtics work, and they got to pack up in five games and go home. It's great. That would be my ideal summer, if the Lakers can be able to kick that off for me. Whoop some ass. Hold up that banner number 18, and man, I'd probably cry. I would. I would. I love the Lakers that much. 
Yeah, but uh, how did you like my my Chick Fil A analogy? Yeah, it definitely fits the vibe. Yes, if, if you're gonna be riding with you know one team or regarding like one type of yeah like food chain, you can't go and be like, oh, I'm getting money or like a situation here. I'm gonna yeah. go over. You can't. You gotta. You gotta be loyal because then you deserve all the hate that's right. on the other side. So. Although, although, my favorite comic did make a joke some years back. He said, listen, I will do commercials for Coke and Pepsi. Don't care. Yeah, I said it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hey, if the money is there, yeah. why not? Yeah. Right? So, shout out to Jeff Van Gunny, but at the same time, eh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I think we're here, Silent Assassin. I think no, we're not, not yet. One more topic before I go into the greatest segment on the planet. I, I don't know if this makes me a sick individual, somebody who likes to see people in pain, because I don't. You know, my job on a daily is making sure that things go smoothly in that transition, right? However, I can understand or I can relate to when people are hurt. They like to see hurt. Hurt people hurt people. That's just the way it goes. Well, I'm hurt. And I will continue to be hurt. And I don't care until the man retires. Max Scherzer... Went ahead and pitched for the for the Texas Rangers and got lit up like a Christmas tree. Right? Get the ops out of here. I was happy. I was happy that he got lit up. Because he did the same thing here. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to say how, how much did he get paid for us? 40-something million dollars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They lit up like a Christmas tree? And then we paid him another $30 million to go away? And he still gets lit up like a Christmas tree? This is who he is. This is who he is. So if anybody's going to have Max Scherzer, just know, don't play his ass in the postseason because you can't trust him. Mm-hmm. He's either going to wake up with a crick neck, got oblique issues, dead arm, all this nonsense. I've never heard of a pitcher having these much ailments. No, and he was supposed to be, you know, out done for the season and all of a sudden. Right. He's good. He wants to come back. And what, ty- yeah. what type of nonsense is that? Yeah. You can just stay out. Yeah. I'm sure the Rangers are like, man, we should have just listened. Mm-hmm. Should just listened to the Dodgers and just kept him out. Mm-hmm. You come back for what? And I'm sure I, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find the press conference of what he said after. Because I'm sure it's going to be like, oh, you knew it. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to get the ball. Uh, you lost grip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We got something stupid to say. Uh-huh. Ops. I'm happy. I'm happy. Braves lost last week. I was happy about that. Scherzer gets his it, it, <laughs> Scherzer gets his back kicked in. Love it. Love it. As a New York Mets fan, you're welcome. Okay? <laughs> you're welcome. Baseball universe, you're welcome, baseball gods, because that's what happens when you sh- when you shun the Mets. 
Okay, you do wrong in Queens, bad things happen to you. That's all I'm saying. Now it's time for the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Every week I go around the room and I ask, who, who is the Dummy of the Week? Silence, ask who you got. I have um this man who's finally been arrested after faking heart attacks in 20 restaurants to avoid paying <laughs> bills. Yo, that was gonna be one of mine. Yeah. You can have it. That was really good. Tell me. Yeah. Yo, please go into detail. So this man did what? Just going into restaurants and faking our attacks, I guess, not to pay the, the, the tab. But my like thing is if you see a man having a heart attack, you're gonna call for help, call an ambulance. Isn't there like a track record of all this man's heart attacks on file and how he's not dead yet. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess w w if you're in the restaurant, I, clearly you're not going to have that, right? Like if they, if you're, if that happens there, they're not checking the backlog. But what about like, like the hospital and seeing like his insurance company? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you getting an ambulance every day? Yeah. For, for you know, having a heart attack, you, you, you shouldn't be here right nah, now. I mean, that's true. I, that kind of goes to our health system because our health system is so backwards, right? Like, you got people out there that can literally go hospital hopping uh -huh. and get prescription pills filled, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. They've been to every hospital in the in the area, and nobody's like, wait a second. I just saw you here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. But, yeah, where is this man eating at? Because if he's eating at some luxury restaurants, I don't blame him. <laughs> you look at that damn check, it's like $350. I'm not paying that. Uh -huh. I'm not paying that. I got to I gotta find a way. I got to find a way to get out of it. Because well, first off, I'm not washing your dishes. Uh -huh. right? You're not going to embarrass me on, on social media neither and, and send this to like TMZ. right? So I got to find a way to be able to make it work for me. Oh, I got to do the Fred Sanford. Oh, Elizabeth. This is the big one. Yeah. Yeah. May have to do that. May have to do that. That's that is crazy. Clever, but crazy. Definitely. It's funny. I don't know if this is the real guy, but the picture of it's crazy too. He's like, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. He's like <laughs> And the face that he made, yo, he's yeah. he's in character. He's in character. You gotta you got to pull that face. You got to pull you got to pull that real close. On the screen. That that's that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. Is that the only one you hear you have? Yes, that's my only one. Okay. Well, I have two this week. And I'm trying to figure out which one goes first. I got May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner for Dummy of the Week, Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton is my... Dummy. Yeah. Now, this is not your conventional Dummy of the Week because you have to do something silly. Stupid, got idiot brain to be able to don this particular uh, commendable <laughs> honor that I bestow on you, right? He didn't do anything stupid. He didn't do anything outlandish. 
He doesn't have idiot brain. So why is he my dummy of the week? Well, he decided to waddle his big self to the Knicks game because he's a former Nick player, right? Raven Feltz is a point guard, went to North Carolina, um, ended up having a pretty decent career in the NBA, played for the Knicks, um, was pretty successful with the Knicks for a little bit for like, I think it was here for like two or three seasons. Raymond Felton looks like a house. Like, I saw the jersey that he was wearing. I don't know what tablecloth they had to they had to stitch at the last minute and put three or four or five jerseys together and put that on him. What has happened to Raymond Felton? He looks crazy. So he's a dummy of the week because he just ate himself. He don't look like Raymond Felton. He looks like Ahmed Johnson. Anybody, anybody who knows who Ahmed Johnson is, Ahmed Johnson was a wrestler back in the day. Just like what? What's good? I don't. He's un, <laughs> unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Who is that? This man just played like seven years ago. Who is that dude? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So Raymond Felton, you got to get it together. Like, I understand that you got some money to bank. You're comfortable. Life is good. But you got to get your ass on a treadmill. Do some walking. Do something. Because when the shoes start to lean one side, you know that there's an issue. Right? When you can't see what's below you, there's an issue. When you start to have those rolls in the back of your neck, there's an issue. When you start to hear yourself audibly wheezing and you're not doing anything, you got an issue. So that's all I'm saying. Get it fixed. You are an athlete. You can't look like this. You can't look like this. Even Metal World Peace, he was out of shape, but he ain't look like he ain't look like you. He ain't look like you. Man look pregnant. Mm -hmm. Man look pregnant. I was looking at um the before and afters. It looks like a completely different Yo. dude. Yeah. 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 Raymond Felton. <laughs> Ahmed, <laughs> make sure you pull a picture of Ahmed Johnson. I, I need that. Yeah, crazy. Get get yourself together, man. Dummy. Yeah. The next one. Of course, you know sometimes I I just want to, I want to be normal. I do. I, and what I mean by normal is that I don't want to think about certain things that will make me laugh that makes other people look at me like what is wrong with this person what's wrong with him it's, it's questionable he's nutty well my dummy dummy yeah. week is a new york liberty the new york liberty get my dummy you know yeah. you went through all of this you, you got brianna stewart you got Ionescu, she got sneaky deals. You kicked the the, the the Aces' ass in in regular season. Everybody talking about the Liberty. Oh, Liberty's best team in the league. Oh, oh, oh. And you got the doors blown off of you in the finals. You lost at home and they celebrated on New York's court. We've never won a, a, a WNBA championship. You get close now and you get smoked. The one time. The one time that I said to myself, you know what? Let me ease off WME. Let me just ease off. Let me support. Let me support the Liberty. Let me see what they do. Look what they do. They embarrass us. 
So that's my thing is that the one time that I decide to lower my guard and say, all right, let's call it truce. You go ahead and do this. I'll never watch another Liberty game again. I won't. If, that, if I'm not going to get disappointed like that or get railroaded, I'm not doing this. It's nonsense. Vegas Aces. They just got here. Got back-to-back -back championships. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, New York Liberty, Raymond Felty, y'all both New York people, you know, got some ties or whatever. Y'all am I. Dummy. Yeah. Get it together. That's all for this show. Silent Assassin. I am struggling in fantasy. You beat me last week. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to send a text because I was a little upset. It's My not going well. Player. My first win, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even having a quarterback play this week, so. Yeah, you don't I'm care. Good. You got no. your win. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You start off so bad and you're only a game behind me. It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't know what to do. This this season is lost. Mm -hmm. It's completely lost for me. So it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I think, I think Al, the crazy Eagles fan, is still somewhere at the top. And uh, Claw doing good. I think Fang is doing well as well. So um, I got to find a way to get into the playoffs. I said, listen, I already, if I don't make the playoffs, no one makes it. <laughs> no one makes it. Just cancel. Cancel. Cancel it. Just gonna change all the rules, okay? I thought about doing it today, but I said, you know what? I'm not gonna cheat. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. So we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, next time we play, if it's in the playoffs, let's take the dive, right? That's just that's what it's supposed to be. You were supposed to take the dive. You didn't listen, right? Me and you got some issues right now, but that's fine. Um, until next week, stay safe, stay cool. Peace. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs>